Well, good morning. Let me get everything set up here. Um, you know, I, uh, <laughs> my wife is going to be upset that I say this, but, uh, so I've been trying to work out, right? I've been trying to, you know, get healthier and look good for my wife. Not that she needs it, but, um, you know, and then I started thinking about dieting and eating, and I was like, oh, man, I should probably watch what I eat. Then I thought about it, and I was like, Halloween's here, it's candy, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, then there's Christmas, and you know, honestly, like right around the corner is going to be barbecue season, and honestly, I am not one to turn down a hamburger, that is for sure. So uh, let's just say that dieting has kind of taken a backseat to everything that is, is on the way, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, that had zero to do with my message. I just thought that that was very funny uh, for myself and uh, for everybody else. So uh, again, good morning and, uh, and welcome to church. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm the youth director here. And uh, I want to welcome those of you that are watching online as well, Facebook Live. Thank you guys for joining our family today. Um, I want to start this off by praying solely because I want God's words to be to, to come out of my mouth and not my own words. Um, I know that that's, sometimes that can be a struggle for me, um, that I need to just be able to take a back seat and allow God to use me and speak through me. So um, if you want to join me in prayer, I'm going to pray over the message and we'll get started. Father, we thank you so much uh, for this opportunity that we have to be here in your presence today, Lord. We get to hear your word. We get to hear the things that you're speaking into our lives, Lord. We just thank you so much. God, we just pray that um, as I am speaking to the congregation, Lord, that uh, your words come out of my mouth, Lord, that, that you are using me as a vessel to be able to speak your truth today. We thank you, Lord, and just pray these things in your holy name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So like, uh, like Pastor Randy said, we are continuing our series through the spiritual gifts in Romans chapter 12, and it is called Made to Matter. Um, so a lot of you guys might not think that you have a spiritual gift, but you do. And here's the other thing is that you might not think that it's very important, but it is, okay? Um, <laughs> here's the thing is uh, I, I often, as a father of for children, um, I am privy to some kids' movies quite often to the point now where I almost prefer those over regular movies. Um, but I do remember this, uh, this movie that we watched uh, called Wreck-It Ralph. Some of you might have heard of it. Um, if you haven't, um, it is about a video game character who wrecks things. And um, he meets another character in another video game who has been referred to as a glitch. They're a glitch in the game. They're not supposed to be there. Their, their ability is um, actually not welcomed. Um, but as the movie progresses, this character, the glitch, finds out that her gift of being a glitch is actually a blessing 
because at, towards the, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, I'd close your ears. But if you have, you'll know what's coming up. Uh, and in the, in the end uh, of the movie, the character uses her ability to save the other character's life in the end. So really, her ability that she thought was not useful and kind of just there and she thought it was more than more like a curse than it was a, a blessing turned out to be a blessing that saved somebody's life so again you might not think that you have an ability or a gift that is worth anything but it is it really really is so i want to go ahead and um just read in romans chapter 12 and kind of just run that over real quick uh, and it reads Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So the Bible teaches us that each person is given a spiritual gift at salvation. So when you said, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you all of my life, not only were you given a new spirit, but you were also given a new gift, a spiritual gift. And that is what we read in uh, Romans chapter 12. And uh, again, so God gives the Romans 12 gifts of Prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, generosity, and leadership for doing the work of the kingdom. And when Pastor Randy had opened up this series for us, he spoke about these. And when he was talking about them, he said that, he, uh, that God raises up the leaders in the church to lead the saints into their gifts. Right? So God gives us as leaders gifts so we can understand them and help you understand your gifts as well. So that's, that's where we're at. And how awesome is it that God cares about you so much that he raised somebody else up in their gifts to help you understand your gifts. Like he cared so much about you that he developed somebody else to help develop you as well. Like, I just think that's super cool. Like, there's somebody out there that has the same spiritual gift that I do that he raised up so they could understand it, and now they're teaching me how to do it, which is really cool to think about. It's just this whole process of how God works, and that's just fun to see. So, again, our, our, our big idea for our series is you are made to matter, and your spiritual gift is important. So again, we're talking about the spiritual gift of prophecy, um, and this was, this was kind of a difficult one. I had, I had kind of a hard time with this because here's the thing is that um, I've been told that I have the spiritual gift of prophecy, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, so in my mind, I know how it works, okay? I'm like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> it's easy. But getting it to go from here to here to here to you guys was very difficult. Very difficult. So 
Um, it took me a little while, but we got it. We got it going on, and I'm super excited to be able to talk to you guys about this. And, and before we go on, um, a lot of times people predict or prophesy over certain things, and some of the, some of the, the, the funnier ones that kind of didn't come to fruition, um, I, I found out and I, I wrote down just to give you guys kind of an idea of how these things work. So um, King George II um, in, said in 1773 that the American colonies had little stomach for revolution. That was actually said out loud. So, again, another one. An official of the White Star Line, speaking of the firm's newly built flagship, the Titanic, launched in 1912, declared that the ship was unsinkable. Yeah, we all know how that ended. In 1939, the New York Times said the problem of TV was that people had to glue their eyes to a screen and that the average American wouldn't have time for it. We found time, okay? You found time. Not only do you have time, I have a TV at my house, okay? I have a TV right here. Well, that's not gonna go well. I have a TV right here. I have a TV on my phone. I mean, there's TVs everywhere. It's unbelievable. So, obviously that one was not correct as well. Um, an English astronomy professor said that in the early 19th century that air travel at a high speed would be impossible because passengers would suffocate. There's that. So here's the thing is that these predictions were so far off from what actually happened. But the thing about these predictions is that they thought they were true because that's what their mind could wrap around. Right? That's what their mind understood what happened, because that's just how we think. But these predictions were based off of their knowledge, not God's knowledge. And when you have the gift of prophecy, you speak out of God's knowledge. God gives you a word, and you're able to speak that word forth, knowing that it's the truth because it's what God has told you to say. So, Bruce L. Bugby, the author of What You Do Best in the Church, a book about spiritual gifts, defines the gift of prophecy this way, the divine enablement to proclaim God's truth with power and clarity in a timely and culturally sensitive fashion for correction, repentance, and edification. So, this is kind of a really cool definition because it kind of gives you everything that can come from the gift of prophecy. I'll get to it a little bit later, but when you say the gift of prophecy, when you say somebody has the gift of prophecy, you almost look at it as like a, like a fortune teller, like they're going to tell me my future. They're going to tell me what's going to happen. And, and that's, that, that can be a part of the gift of prophecy, but really, the gift of prophecy is main purpose is to just speak God's truth, speak that in God's timing, and speak it as God leads you. 
Okay, so it's one thing to hear what God has to say. It's another thing to speak it at the appropriate time. And it's another thing to speak it as God leads you. So here's kind of what all that means, okay? Sometimes God gives somebody a word or, or, or a, a statement or a scripture. And because we get so excited, we want to just spout it off and just say it out loud and just say, God gave me a word for you and this is what it is. Just here you go. And the person might not be ready to hear that. The person might not be in a situation where they understand what's happening. So you also need to be praying about the appropriate time to say it. You know, if you're at a funeral and you go up to somebody and say, hey, you know what, God loves you. And uh, I know this is terrible, but, you know, God's going to bless you. That is not the right time to talk to somebody about God blessing them, okay? You have to be smart, and you have to listen to what God is telling you, and then you have to do it as God leads you. So there's going to be a, a moment where you and somebody else might be together to where you can speak what God has given you. And so all of those things together kind of make an awesome trifecta to allow God to use you in a way that's really awesome. So prophecy is a gift that builds up and encourages people to help them grow in their faith. So in a way, prophecy is, is, a, is a cooler version of the gift of encouragement, right? Just it's, 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 it's a way that you can speak God's truth to somebody to help build them up and, and, and have them feel God's love. Uh, and, and maybe another way that I can say it is that prophecy is more of a foretelling than it is a foretelling. Okay? If that makes sense to you. So, you're, you're more, like, more or less telling somebody um, what God has for them and not telling them what's going to happen. And so, here at Crosspoint, we believe that the gift of prophecy is needed to encourage people and help them grow closer to Jesus. In 2 Peter verse one, or chapter 1, it says, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That verse right there is... is kind of just, it honestly kind of sums everything up in one sentence. You know, I can honestly just set the microphone down and walk away because that is exactly what it, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So they didn't just say it on their own. They knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and that's what they were talking about and that's what they were putting forward. So um, continuing on, Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 more about the gift of prophecy. And it says, um, on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds, himself, builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. 
the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So you might be asking yourself, okay, all that is cool. That is all sounds awesome. Tell me more. How does this work in the church? How does the spiritual gift of prophecy function in the church today? Well, you are in luck because I have them written down, and I'm going to tell you. So if you're in a prayer group, okay, a lot of times we have um, our big days, right? You guys know that we have four big days. And before those big days, we have a prayer time. We have a, uh, we have a time where uh, we get together and we pray over the big day. And sometimes what happens in those times is that the Holy Spirit is moving and allows people to use their gift of prophecy. And so in that, in that time, God might lead you to show you how to pray or what to pray about. Uh, he might lead you to pray specifically for someone or about something that they might be going through. That is, that is oftentimes what happens, and it's so cool to see because we don't know a lot about each other's personal lives, okay? I mean, I know you guys, and I love you guys, but I don't know a lot about your personal lives, okay? That's what makes them personal, okay? But when God gets involved, they become less personal because God tells someone about your life and says, go talk to them and let them know what I have to say about it. And so that is a really cool moment when you get to talk to somebody and speak God's truth over their life and they can look at you and say, oh my gosh, how did you know that? I don't. God does. I just happen to be a vessel that he's using in that moment. And so... Also, if you are in a small group, here's a small little plug. If you're not in a small group, get in a small group because it's really awesome to be a part of a community inside of a community, right? It's super awesome because things like this can happen. Things like this can, can uh, be able to be put in front of you like the gift of prophecy. Somebody can talk to you and say, hey, here's the thing. I know that I, I, just, I, I feel like I have a word for you. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about it. And it's a more intimate time that you and the other person can just talk and be able to converse and, about the situation, and, and they can know more about how they can pray for you. Or maybe even that there's a topic that God is giving you that you want to present to the group and pray about and talk about. Because maybe somebody's going through that situation at that moment, and now you guys are bringing it to the forefront, and they feel more comfortable talking to you in that situation. You know, or maybe you're here at church, okay? You're here at church. We're in an amazing time of worship, like today. 
We were in an amazing time of worship. God was moving and things were happening. And here's the thing is it's really cool because in that moment, God can present a person to you and say, I want you to go pray for them because you don't know what they're going through. I know what they're going through. And I'm going to give you the words to pray for them. Okay? That has happened to me multiple times. And I actually have a really cool story that God brought back to my memory. Because a lot of times what happens too, it, this is what makes it even more fun, is that um, when you have the gift of prophecy and you speak forth something that God has given you, you don't remember what you said. I very rarely remember what I said to people in those moments because they're so intimate and God is 100% using you as a vessel and you, are, you have literally lost control of your mouth, which is crazy because normally I have full control of my mouth. Ask my wife. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I don't know if I can use the gift of prophecy now and, and just predict that I'm going to be sleeping on the couch later, but that's neither here nor there. No, 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 no. So anyway, the story, the story that God brought back to my mind is that we were here in, a, in one of our, our, our big day prayer moments, and God had brought to my attention somebody that was here, and, and I, I, I went over to them, and I prayed for them, and I, I, I just spoke life into them. Again, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember the words that God used to, to speak to them, to help them grow and, and feel better. But I do remember that in that moment, after I walked away, somebody else came forward. Now, mind you, I'm over here. The other person that came forward was over here, so we had no communication with each other. I wasn't like, hey, you need to go pray for that person because, boy, this was totally God moving. So we were over here, prayed for that person. This person over here came forward and spoke the exact same thing over that person. The cool thing about it was that God confirmed exactly what was going on in that person's life immediately. Here's the thing about it, though, is that person was seeking after God's guidance. They were praying about it. They were asking God to reveal to them things that they need to fix in their life, things that they need to change, things that are going to help them grow closer to him. And little did we know, in that moment... And during that time in that person's life, they were going through some very, very difficult things to where they really needed to hear from God. And so when we're in that moment and God is using you, it's, it's hard to sit back and just kind of sit around <laughs> because God is literally pulling you towards somebody. It's like two magnets. 
you know, as you get closer and closer and closer, at one point, they just, you just kind of let go and it automatically attracts and they connect. That's exactly what it's like because, because God is telling you, hey, go pray for that person. You're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I do. That's not how I function, okay? You know me. You put me together. You gave me this ability. I, I mean, I guess if you want me to use it, let's do it. And so you have to really step out of your comfort zone. You know, I joke with my wife a lot about having the gift of prophecy because I tell her I don't like it. I, I, don't, I don't want it. And it's, it, obviously it's a joke. I'm not going to be like, God, I don't want this gift. Take it from me. No, it's an amazing gift, and I'm very thankful for it. But what it does is it gets me out of my comfort zone, and that's what I don't like about it. I don't like going up to strangers and telling them intimate things about their life because they have a tendency to look at me kind of weird. Like, how do you know that? Again, I don't know that. I don't know you. I don't know your personal stuff. All I know is that God has asked me to talk to you about a situation that he's placed in my, in my mind and, and uh, wants me to just go forward. Um, so here's the thing is, is, are you praying for specifics? Are you praying for God to answer questions that you have? Prophecy can confirm God's direction. Okay, just like I said, the person in the story before, God confirmed what they were seeking after. God confirmed the things that they were dealing with. And, and he knew, and he was telling them what they needed to do to get out of that situation. You know, it's, it's I guess, maybe a way that you can, I can explain it to you is like, if somebody has seen a movie before you and then takes you to the movie and then during the movie, they say, hey, watch this next part. And in most instances, you're like, stop talking. I haven't seen the movie. But when it comes to the gift of prophecy, here's what happens is that God is like, hey, watch this. And then go talk to that person about it. Okay? God shows you parts of somebody else's story so that way you can go forward and help encourage them through their situation. I just think that's kind of cool. I look at that and I think to myself, man, really? Me? Like, this, this awesome gift? Me? There's no way that I am worthy of having this gift. But God chose me. And so, reading forward, the gift of prophecy is even for those who don't believe. And in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, but if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, and they will fall on their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. 
I mean, that's super cool, right? Kind of scary, but super cool. Because if you think about it, <laughs> as a non-believer, you come in and people are speaking over each other's lives, and all of a sudden that person that doesn't know what's happening, somebody speaks over their life, and they're like, oh, my gosh, how do you know? God is here. God is here. So how do you use the gift of prophecy? I know that. I've kind of explained quite a bit about how it works, and maybe even you've heard how you can use it. But here are some things that I thought would be helpful, and it's one, you have to be humble, okay? You have to be humble, and here's why you have to be humble is because you have to allow yourself to be set aside so God can use you in that situation, okay? Because if you are wanting the glory for what you're saying, now you're speaking your truth and not God's truth. Okay? So you have to humble yourself. You have to allow yourself to step aside so God can use you for his glory. The next thing that I want you guys is, is speak in love. Okay? There's an, there's an old saying that goes, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Right? If you come up to somebody <laughs> and you tell them that you have a word from God and you say it very aggressively, it doesn't matter where it came from, chances are pretty good they're not going to want to receive that word. So you have to approach everybody in love. You have to come up to them and say, listen, I have a word for you. And, and the cool thing about it is the gift of prophecy gets you excited because you get to see things that not everybody gets to see. You get to say things that not everybody gets to say. And so when you come up to somebody and you say, hey, I have a word for you. I'm so excited because here's the thing is that God... God is ready to use you. God is here right now, and he's ready to allow you to hear from him. Which sometimes can be really hard because for whatever reason, everybody is so busy. Everybody is always running around. They don't have time. They don't have time for this. They don't have time for that. They don't have time, time, time. No time, no time, no time. So God finally sits you down, shuts your mouth, and says, hey, I got a word for you, and I'm going to use this person to tell you. Okay, sometimes the best things that we can hear happen in silence. And the last thing that I want to, the last point, and not the last thing I want to talk to you guys about, I got a lot more to talk to you guys about. The last point I want to talk to you guys about is making sure that it is aligned with God's word. That's a big one. That's huge. That is literally what needs to happen. That is like the, the, the foundation of the gift of prophecy. 
Right? In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if it's aligned with God's Word, that means that it's aligned with God. And in Revelations chapter 19, it says, Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Kind of like I said before, when you have to be humble, you have to set yourself aside. And when you set yourself aside, you allow God to use you. And when you allow God to use you, he uses his words and not your words. Because my truth is a lot different, is a whole lot different, is extremely different than God's truth. Okay? And it's one thing, and here's the thing, is that if I speak my truth to you, and you receive that, I'm in the world of hurt. Okay? I am. Not you. I am. So we have to be very careful with this gift. This is a, this is a very, very sensitive gift that it's like, man, if, if, I don't, if, if I allow myself to step in front of God in this moment and say, no, 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 I have a word for you. I have something to tell you. I have something to say. We need to say, no, no, God has something to tell you. God has a word for you. God has something to say. In this moment, God wants you to know who you are. And so when we're using our spiritual gifts in the church, you can find your destiny. You can find your place of fulfillment and your purpose. Here's the thing is that out of all these gifts, if you have any of these gifts, okay, this, this, this really just doesn't go for the gift of prophecy. It just goes for your spiritual gift in general. Okay, if you're using your spiritual gift, you can find your place in this church. Okay? You can find your purpose And the place that God has for you. It is, it's a very big deal for you to be able to know what your spiritual gift is and know how to use it properly. Because in that moment, you're, you're able to help the church grow. You're able to help the church function. You're able to help the church do the things that God has called the church to do. So I'll have the worship team come up. And uh, I want to tell you guys a time that I and my wife were prophesied over, which is, a really, which is a really weird thing to have happen to somebody who has the gift of prophecy because you're like, hey, shouldn't I have heard this? Hey, shouldn't you have just told me? But sometimes 
even if you have the gift itself, you still need to hear from somebody else. It's like sometimes when I tell my wife, hey, you look really good today. And she's like, yeah, thanks. And then somebody else says, hey, you look really good today. And she's like, oh, stop. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? I was like, I just told you that earlier today. So this one time that we were, we were in a really difficult situation in a previous place that we attended. And so some of the people at the church that we were at invited us over to their house. And they kind of just wanted to just talk to us. I don't think it actually was intended to be what it came out to be, but they just wanted to have a conversation with us, kind of see who we were, and let us know that they were supporting us. And so we went over to their house and just started talking. And in that moment, you kind of saw what was going to happen. <laughs> you kind of just felt it. The, the Holy Spirit was there, and, and you kind of know when something's going to happen because the, 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 the person that was talking to us, she closed her eyes and kind of leaned back in her seat. And when she opened her eyes up, you're kind of like, whoa, you're not the same person. <laughs> And it wasn't like she was possessed, like, all oh, crazy, weird like that. It was, it was more like you just saw, like, the comfort that came over her and the, 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 the calming spirit that she was going to bring forth. And when she, she talked to us and she said, God has something better for you. God has something, God has somewhere else he wants to use you. Okay? And, and just in that moment, you just think to yourself, like, what? I thought this was my only chance. This is my only shot. And God said, no. I'm going to use you somewhere else. And she spoke to us about a bunch of other things, too. It was, it was, it was really weird because in that moment, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm kind of, kind of in between jobs right now. What am I going to do? And she spoke over us and said, you guys have new business ideas on your mind right now. She had no idea that what I was, what I was thinking about. She had no idea what, what was on my mind. And she said, one of you guys has the, the artistic ability to start a new business. And in that moment, I said to myself, oh, man, Kara's going to be awesome at this. I know that. The thing about it was, she looked at me and said, it's not for her. And I thought to myself, man, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Drawing stick figures is probably the, the, the extent of my artistic ability. But it's not about drawing pictures, it's about ideas, artistic ideas. And since then, I've had so many ideas flood my brain and written down on a piece of paper. There were other things that, that were spoken to us that day about our lives. And here's the thing about it is that sometimes 
we have to wait. Not only do you have to wait on the Lord when you're speaking something to somebody, but when you're spoken to, you have to wait. Okay? We live in a microwave society where things need to be done now, 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 now. Sometimes God works now. Sometimes God works in five years. Sometimes God works in 10 years. Here's the thing. You're not in control anymore. You have to wait on God. You have to wait for your time to come forward. Because, like I said, sometimes people aren't ready in that moment. You have to grow. You have to learn. You have to do certain things before God is like, now you're ready. Now you're ready. And here's the thing is that people have spoken over Kara and I and said that we, we're, we have the ability to, and here's kind of, I just want to kind of give you an idea. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. People have spoken over Kara and I and said, we can see you guys speaking at conferences for thousands of people. And here's the thing is that in that moment, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. But God said, you're not ready yet. I'd never spoken in front of anybody before, but I was ready to go in front of thousands of people and think to myself, oh, yeah, I got this. This is easy. Okay? The first time I got here to Crosspoint and I spoke on stage, I will never watch that video a day in my life. But here's the thing is that God is preparing us for that moment. He is training us. He is teaching us. He is allowing us to see the things that we do in our lives. And he's helping us grow more and more and more every day. So that way when we are ready for that moment and it's presented to us, we are ready to go forward and do what he's asked us to do. So when you hear from God, that doesn't mean that, oh, well, it didn't happen yet, so whatever. I guess God forgot me. No, keep diving into that. Keep seeking after his will. Keep, keep, keep seeking after what he has for you. You know, maybe, maybe that's you today, right? Maybe you're here today and, and you've lost sight of what God has spoken to you. Maybe you're here today and, 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 and God has spoken something over your life. Maybe you've even heard it yourself. You know, God has spoken to you personally or God has used somebody to speak to you. And you've just kind of lost sight because you're like, you know what, God? I, I, I think you forgot about me. Okay? We, we've all been there. You know, I, God, I, I think you, you missed me. I'm right here. Don't forget me. Okay? But in that moment, God is telling you to wait, be patient. The time is coming. You know, or maybe you're here and you have no idea what I'm talking about. You're like, this gift of prophecy, 
sounds crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I have never had anybody talk to me about these things. Nobody knows my life, and I want to keep it that way. But here's the thing. God may not speak to us about your life, but God wants to be a part of your life. God wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be the driving force behind your life. And if you're either one of the two that I mentioned right now, I want to pray with you. I want you guys to say this prayer with me. And what this is, what, what this is, is this is, we're, we're going to pray that we receive God and that we say yes to Jesus. We say yes to him and we want to follow him all of our days. Okay? And like I said before, when we say that, God is going to give us a spiritual gift. And you might be saying, okay, well, what gift am I going to get? Well, I can tell you that I have a test that you can go take that will tell you what gift you have. And then you can go forward and develop that gift. But first, we need to get it, okay? So I want you guys to, to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And just, just repeat the words after me. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for loving me and dying on the cross to save me. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Help me become the person that you want me to become in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's, here's the thing is that if that is your first time doing that, first off, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. We are so excited that you are here. You are a part of our family. Um, Again, we have an opportunity for you to find out what your spiritual gift is. Uh, if you would go on our website um, and, and click on the Get Involved tab, and then down there you have uh, the spiritual gifts test, take the test, okay? Even if it's just for your own sanity, just to figure out what, what, what you are interested in and what gift you have. Um, man, God is ready to use you in this church, in this moment. And we're so excited that you're a part of our family.